the, the Google Chrome tabs, fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's the type of shit that you need to bring up for that segment. Okay. Because okay. like, like ridiculous anyone, stories. Yeah, like anyone listening to that, <laughs> like how, like no one's really going to use that. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some IT people out there that'll take advantage of it. But the average person, the fact that yeah. it took like all these guys getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with such a ridiculous invention, it's insane. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Generation Web. We've got another trio, uh, three of us here today. I've got myself, we've got Josh, and we've got our uh, friend Jack. And we're back for uh, another installment. We're So far, we're staying alive three weeks in a row. How you doing, Josh? I am staying alive, staying alive. Nah, I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling. Uh, you know, same old with the coronavirus. How about you, uh, Jack? What's up, man? I'm doing well over here on the uh, west coast of the country. A little cold in my house right now, but uh, I just don't want to run the heater. <laughs> He's in beautiful, sunny California, and we're both in the Sunshine States, it looks like. Now. Jack, I don't know how much we want to uh, reveal about you or how much you're going to talk later, but we will uh, go ahead and disclose that Jack is in the Air Force. Uh, so he is going to be sharing with us a little later some of his uh, opinions and provide maybe a unique perspective on some of the conspiracy stuff we may talk about. Um, in I know Josh and I, we're in Florida. Uh, we are just got the stay-at-home orders, what, uh, April 1st. Uh, we're like halfway through it. Um, yesterday they just canceled the schools all the way through the end of the year down here. Is there any kind of the same thing out in California or have you guys been doing it longer? Yeah, we've had the stay at home order, um, about the same amount of time, maybe a little longer than you guys. We, I think we started a little earlier, but, um, I did I don't know how it is down there for you guys, but a lot of people out here are not really following that. Yeah. Yeah. The beaches in Jacksonville just reopened like last Friday for some stupid reason because oh. we want to get sick again, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when you go out to the stores around here, you see the people wearing masks. You see probably a 50-50 mix of masks and no masks. Um, but there's people walking up and down the sidewalks, bicycling. You know, it just seemed like if you go outside, you would think that everything is normal. Just a little bit more business closures. Now you're not you don't live on base, but I'm sure you've got friends and colleagues that live on base. Are they under like any stricter type of quarantine than you would be living off base? Nope, not at all. The only stricter, you know, well, more restrictions they have is that uh, the stores on base require you to wear a mask if you're walking around. So are you? Uh, and again, I don't want to get you in trouble at all, but are you? Uh, being supplied with masks, or do you have to get your own masks, or any of that PPE or the the protective equipment? Um... So my squadron actually did provide us with cloth masks. Um, or actually, it was just about three days ago that they got the order in. There's a third party company that's working with certain bases and supplying them. Um, they're trying their best. I mean, they're they're limited, but 
yeah, they're, they're doing what they can to supply it to us now. I don't know if you've seen the Air Force subreddit, but uh, I don't think every base is is trying that hard. <laughs> no, I'm sure some are better than others. And I mean, you're out in California, one of the uh, considered one of the hotspots for California, New York, uh, Louisiana, Florida. Um, for some reason, Louisiana was thrown in the mix there. I, I still don't understand that one. Um, yeah, I don't don't know about that one. New Jersey. Don't forget New Jersey too, man. My home state. I always forget about New Jersey. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think everybody <laughs> forgets about New Jersey. <laughs> now, I, I heard something kind of disturbing the uh, last week, uh, just flipping through news channels, that uh, California, your your governor's kind of taken you guys to becoming more of like a nation state. And it sounds like he wants to secede and uh, you know run, run his own little government over there. He's tired of the uh, current powers that be. Yeah, that's kind of been a California staple for a while. Um, I try not to get too political. And um, as I informed you before the show started, I just got my orders over to Kansas. So I'm not too worried about any of that because it's not going to be my problem. Back to Heartland America. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jack, for jumping on with us. We're going to jump into a little bit later segment uh, where we're all going to kind of share some thoughts on a conspiracy. I've got a great story to share, but I did want to do a little housekeeping. We actually, uh, for the first time, not surprisingly, it's only our third episode. There's going to be a lot of firsts, but we actually have like a, a update, a breaking news on something we covered last episode. And if we were smart, we would have waited to release last week's episode this week. But Josh, since you were here last week, this may be interesting. I put the link in our uh, document that we all have here. Um, the ERC, ESRB, the actual board that the video game uh, companies kind of all self-appointed to regulate themselves, have spoken and they've solved the problem. Josh, they've solved it. They've fixed microtransactions and loot boxes, uh, and their solution is to put a small parenthetical statement underneath the rating that says may contain random items or contains random items. Wow, that's big time. That is that's a huge solution, man. So not only are they not addressing anything at all, they are. I mean, they're putting what. It's a very uh, selective, like in the know type phrase, right? A parents not going to know what may contain random items mean. No, they're going to have no idea. I mean, the even the way they worded it, it's just so funny. They're dancing around the topic. Oh, heaven forbid if they mention anything close to gambling or chance. Then yeah, going to want their cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not the only thing that's relevant based on our last uh, last podcast, because the last podcast, when I was talking about the whole current administration kind of being in a battle with uh, Big Pharma, WHO, and now this week you hear all of this information about Trump um, is kind of investigating the WHO and everything. So we uh, we brought up some relevant topics last week. Yeah. And I'm, I, I've got the conspiracy corner. Uh, I think I can uh, finally dethrone you this week uh, and maybe take home the, the tinfoil hat. Um, but before we dive into that, we're going to test out a new segment. Uh, and if you're listening to this and we go right into conspiracy corner, sorry, it didn't work. 
And another thing about loot boxes and all of this stuff with the video games, how many parents that aren't video gamers are even going to know what's happening on the screen in front of their eyes when their child is playing a game? Usually they just pop their head in, hey, hi kids, how you doing? Or, hey, dinner's ready. And they look at the screen and just it looks like a blur of colors to them if they don't understand it. And they're not going to see a little phrase that says random items and go, oh my, no, oh no. No, they're going to know what that phrase means after the kid has racked up 10000 in credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is this? What is it? All these charges from Fortnite. Those are random items. It's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. All right. ESRB so, has labeled hindsight as 2020. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <clears throat> All right. Without further ado, positively negative. This segment is where I'm going to try to stump Josh with neutral to good news and uh, get his initial reaction on the story. Uh, he may have some uh, choice words to say, a uh, few of them, or he may have uh, an actual opinion uh, on why I'm full of shit or the story is full of shit. So without further ado, the first article I've chosen for you, Josh, we're going to give you an easy one. Meat, meat plants are closing but you don't have to panic shop just yet. According to CNN Business, across the country, meat processors are temporarily shutting down as workers are getting infected with COVID-19. But that doesn't mean America is about to run out of meat just yet. Uh, some of the places that are closing include Tyson, uh, Smithfield. God, all the bacon's going to be gone. Uh, <laughs> some of the plants have to shut down uh, and are working to divert supply to other locations. Uh, Tyson, like I said, one of the world's largest, suspended its operations at Columbus and uh, Junction and uh, the Iowa pork plant last week. Um, people are saying we may have to eventually, but not yet, start rationing pork, chicken, beef. Thoughts? Wow. Well, hopefully not all of the articles that you've researched come from CNN. Because um, <laughs> right off the bat, I'm already starting to think it's the opposite, that there's going to be more pork plants, meat plants, chicken plants opening, because I don't ever believe what uh, they publish. Second thing is, I'm okay with it, uh, only because Tyson, all those meat companies, they're just pumping up the meat with antibiotics and just all sorts of garbage, spraying it down with ammonia. So it's not good for you anyway. If you're going to be eating meat, definitely go organic. Um, you know, cage free, that's the way to go. Um, so yeah, if everyone actually, I think it's going to have a positive outcome. How's that for a positive, uh, mm. positively negative segment? Because if people stop eating all of this garbage meat, that should, uh, you know, in turn help them in the long run with their health. But yeah, that's, that's my two cents on that one. Fresh take. All right, let's see if I can let, – let, let's amp it up a little bit. Let's go a little bit more towards the uh, neutral of just a random piece of news of why the, why the fuck not. Um, Google's new tab groups reinvigorate the Chrome browser. Google has given Chrome users plenty of reasons to quit its browser recently, including controversial changes, security problems, data concerns. Uh, but now Google has introduced a reason to stay, a good one. Uh, you can – now create tab groups. You can right-click, double-tap on any tab and select add to a new group, drag across tabs into that, or drag other tabs into that group. And from here, there are plenty of customization options. Go. Terrible. <laughs> All around horrible. 
Um, first of all, <laughs> I mean, the, if the favorites bar has been around forever, so if that doesn't already suffice and now you need to group your tabs, you need to get your life together. Um, secondly, Google Chrome, I do use it. It is my preferred. The other ones are so much even worse. Firefox sucks. Internet Explorer was terrible. Edge is the worst browser of all time. Google Chrome happens to be the best of the worst, but it still sucks. It's resource intensive, eats up your RAM. Uh, that's a joke. Google's a joke. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. We're going to take it a step further. That was neutral. We started off with kind of a negative story, something easy for you to bite into. Meat plants are closing. Has a, you know, uh, not the happiest of stories. Uh, we talked about Google. Um, and who the fuck cares? And uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, such a simple thing to do. Why positioning COVID-19 patients on their stomachs can save lives. <clears throat> CNN. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go again. Just Dr. real quick, before you continue, mm -hmm. you notice the negative story was the only one that I actually was positive about. <laughs> the meat yeah. plants closing. Uh, th this may be uh, called flip-flop uh, and not positively negative. Uh, doctors are finding that placing the sickest coronavirus patients on their stomachs called prone positioning helps increase the amount of oxygen that's getting to their lungs. Shit on it if you dare. Ooh. Uh, I think doctors are out of their mind. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I can't scientifically say that they're incorrect, but... If I had coronavirus and the doctors just told me, yeah, just, you know, get into a prone position, lay on your stomach. That way it increases airflow and you'll be all right. Um, I would lose my mind. I would uh, probably try to kill that doctor. Uh, I think there's much better methods of treatment, man. Pump me up with some vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A, some zinc. Make sure my immune system's in a good spot. Don't tell me to lay on my fucking stomach. That's insane. But that's what they're being taught by big pharma and yeah, it's and, and all of these public institutions around the country, they have no idea what they're doing. Can can I also butt in and point out that if you're laying on your stomach, all the weight of your body is pushing down on your lungs. And then when you try to breathe in, your lungs try to expand where into the ground. And again, we're not doctors, but maybe neither are CNN. Sure. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Last one here. Last one here. And this one, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the topic and then just a couple bullet points. I'm sure you can run with this one. Uh, CNBC, Joe Biden is accused of sexual, sexual assault as he heads towards election fight win with Trump. So key points, former Vice President Joe Biden faces an accusation by a woman who he says sexually assaulted her 27 years ago. Biden's campaign strongly denies... I'm not going to mention the person's name's allegation, telling NBC that it is absolutely did not happen. Um. Okay, so there's a couple things that I need to talk about when it comes to this crazy story. First thing is, whenever a politician runs for public office, they're going to try to dig up some dirt, and, cl and there's going to be people out there, they're called clout chasers, that are going to you know, say, oh, he raped me, he did this, he did that. Now, I have no idea if any of that occurred, uh, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me. I think uh, Joe Biden's creepy as hell. That's why they call him 
Uncle Creepy Joe. Um, and honestly, I think he's a lizard person and he probably sacrifices babies and he's a pedophile. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so my, uh, my conspiracy corner uh, topic is going to be interesting to hear your feedback on. It ties into Biden. Great. In way. All right. Let's hear about it. That has been our first ever positively negative segment. You will hear that in the episode. We're back with everyone's favorite segment. This week, I'm kicking us off. This is Michael. This is the Conspiracy Corner. I've got Josh and Jack along with me. Jack, like he mentioned earlier in the episode, is a uh, is cur- currently in the Air Force. Uh, he is what we're going to call an anti-conspiracy man. Josh and I kind of lend towards the uh, towards the crazy side. Josh more so than myself. I, I like to to stay right in the middle. But I've got a great topic. Uh, something I found yesterday that I just could not help myself. I had to share it because um, I think it's absolutely uh, something that could happen. Um, and can the Democrats, can the left wing pull this off? We're talking about the Obama conspiracy. Ladies and gentlemen, what if I told you we could have an Obama in the White House again for eight more years? Michelle. Intrigued? You right there, man. Right there. So, coronavirus, COVID-19. It's all a ploy. All a ploy. Yes, it's it's a horrible, horrible disease. Uh, but what the government is now using it, uh, or let's say the Democrats are now using it as a ploy to keep Mr. Uh, geriatric Biden away from the public. He's 78 years old. He is causing more harm to his campaign, going out there, having the, the rallies, uh, doing the speeches. If they can keep him locked up and let Trump fuck this up, he has a pretty good chance come election year 2020. Uh, be that as or just all political left or rightness aside, uh, Trump's not handling this very well, and it will reflect very poorly, I think, come election time. I disagree, but continue. So uh, Biden's due to announce a running mate. He's already made it very clear it's going to be a female if he elects or if he picks Michelle Obama. Uh, here's a little play-by-play. Uh, he gets inaugurated, right? The day after inauguration, he uh, states he is, or his wife states he is no longer fit for office due to his age. Michelle Obama becomes uh, first female president. And because she was not elected, she can still run for two more terms, giving us an Obama regime for the next 12 years. What are your thoughts? Am I, am I, am I way am I out there in conspiracy world, or, or could this happen? No, you're not out there because... Um, that's how I was able to guess you were talking about Michelle right off the bat because, uh, yeah, I've heard of this this conspiracy before. Um, I don't think that uh, the only thing that I would 
I would say is a little bit different than your your initial take on it. Not this, not even saying that this is something you believe in, but you're just presenting, is that I don't think that they created the coronavirus. I think what they're doing is they're just taking advantage of this coronavirus, uh, and then this could be a potential outcome. And it would make sense, man, because I don't care if you're left wing, right wing, Democrat, Republican. Um, you have to at least think or have the thought that Biden may not be um, mentally there enough to be the president of this country. Um, And you're right, he hasn't named yet who would be the vice president. Would be crazy if it was Michelle Obama. I mean, it wouldn't be crazy if it was Michelle Obama and this all kind of happened. What are your thoughts on it, Jack? I'm just going to refer to of mice and men and say uh, the best laid plans often go awry. As in, uh, it would have to be everything happening just as you said, perfectly. And that's laid out ahead of them. And uh, yeah, if that could actually happen step by step perfectly, yeah, um, I'd be super surprised. Yeah, I don't think it's going to actually occur that way. Um, so what do you, what is your take on come election time this year? Well, Josh was saying that uh, he doesn't think that this whole coronavirus thing is going to negatively affect Trump. That's what no, I didn't. I just no, no. I, I think it will absolutely negatively impact him if you're on the left or you lean to the left. And I think there's going to be people that lean to the right and they think it's oh, he's done a great job, right? I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Um, the way you know when this first all occurred. They said, oh, there's going to be about 2 million deaths in the United States. That, that Those were the projections by the WHO. And then it came out 600,000, now 100,000. Currently, as we stand, I think we're at around 40,000 deaths. So you have to look at it one of two ways. You either have to claim that the projections were just completely wrong and that they were wrong probably on purpose to stir up a media frenzy or that maybe those projections were right but the government and social distancing worked and uh, that prevented a bunch of deaths and if you look at it that way then you could look at it in a positive light uh, if you're a Trump supporter but I don't think the coronavirus is going to necessarily sway uh, the moderates in this country I think like I said, the people that are far right, they're going to be like, yeah, Trump did a great job. I'm going to reelect him. I think the people on the far Keep left. Keep America great. Dur, dur, dur. Yeah, the people on the far left are going to be like, no, I'm not going to vote for him regardless. So, yeah, I, think the, I think the way I could see it is, as I mentioned earlier, it, it doesn't seem to me like the majority of the population around here, around me, is following the stay-at-home orders, following the masks and, and you know all of that. So even though they predicted these high numbers and they had the media frenzy look how many people still don't give a shit (laughs) if i'm allowed to say (laughs) that sorry um yeah i mean it took that much of a push just to get maybe 50 percent of the population to actually want to distance and stay home um and i mean that i feel like that does contribute to lower numbers so maybe that was the plan in the beginning the shit out of the public and then look like we uh, are the greatest country. We're number one. We're America. We, we beat it. 
Well, I mean, Jack brings up a good point. I actually had this discussion with my brother-in-law. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to the public themselves to follow these orders. I mean, Trump can say whatever he wants. The governors for these states can put whatever laws they want to put out in place when it comes to social distancing and not gathering. But it's pretty damn hard to police the entire nation. Um, At the end of the day, people are going to have to comply. And I agree with Jack. I think, yes, there's definitely people being more cautious now, but... Yeah, you, know, you saw here in Florida, Michael. If you saw those those screenshots or images of the beaches in Jacksonville, it was insane. Yep. No, ab- absolutely, and uh, I, I think we're going to be back to square one again down here in Florida in two weeks after those idiots. Uh, we're going to get a surge of cases now in seven to ten days. But uh, here's so here's the here's the timeline. Uh, play by play that we would have to have that perfect plan for this to happen next month. Biden would announce Michelle Obama as his running mate. Michelle would immediately attract the uh, undying attention of the national press, media corps, blah, 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 while still in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Barack Obama, who manfully supports his wife with all endeavors, would joke about being the first husband and cite his familiarity with the white house as a qualification. Um, with the black vote secured now, uh, we could now get a electoral college flipping Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, North Carolina, and winning both houses of Congress. Um, January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden inaugurates, er, is inaugurated as the 46th president. January 21st, on live television, Joe and Dr. Jill Biden tearfully announced that the 78-year-old president is unable Uh, To discharge the powers and duties of his office and under the 25th Amendment, he's resigning. Michelle Obama is now the president of the United States uh, and will not only fill out Biden's term, but will retain her eligibility to run on her own right in 2024 when she will have turned 60. January 22nd, President Obama announces her clear choice for vice president. Barack. Three takeaways, Michael. First takeaway is... I can understand where this conspiracy is coming from, because if you really think about it, the voters that are going to be impacted the most by COVID are going to be the elderly. Mm -hmm. And more elderly people are going to lean right and vote Republican over Democrat. So that's the first takeaway. Second takeaway is I don't think Biden has a chance unless, unless this plan comes together, meaning he announces in a month from now that Michelle Obama is going to be his running mate. I absolutely think that that will increase his popularity. Third takeaway here is I am now super anxious to see how this all plays out because you know this is something that we can keep checking back into each week mm-hmm. we do this podcast. And uh, we've already called some things right. Yeah. No, this is a good one. And I want to now get into what uh, Jack wants to kind of talk about and he wants to call out a conspiracy and hopefully he can enlighten us a little bit or myself. I haven't gotten into the whole chemtrails discussion. I've stayed away from it on YouTube. I really don't have an opinion on it one way or the other. Uh, from all I know, that is, is the government trying to poison us or mind control. Jack, is there, what's the, the generic conspiracy around chemtrails? Oh, People look up in the sky, they see planes, and they see these white trails coming out behind it. And, um, you know, 
when you don't know a whole lot about physics and science and the world is still a mystery to you, you're going to come up with, you know, probably the dumbest explanation for it. So yeah, spiracies. And this one for me is just, it's an easy target. I mean, those in the know, they know how ridiculous it is, but there's still people out there that believe that it's um, canisters inside the plane. Yeah. Canisters that shoot this chemical out the back and it rains down and um, yeah, just silly. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm in the air force. I'm actually an aircraft mechanic and uh, I've been called out on Facebook by people in the like aircraft mechanics page group page um, telling me, you know, somebody else telling me they know exactly where it is on the plane, you know, somewhere that I've worked on many times before. It's definitely not there. There's nothing there. Could these be specific planes that are not, you know, ones that you're not uh, maintaining? Um, You know, from the other side of the, the aisle, yeah, that would probably be a point. I haven't worked on every plane. I've worked on three different airframes. Uh, so no, if there is another plane that, somebody thinks has it and they tell me, Oh, you don't know. Cause you haven't been on there. Well, I can't really argue that. But. <laughs> now, now, isn't there a, uh, is there any crossover from the legitimate proven, uh, what, uh, cloud seeding that has actually been done versus right. or those two separate conspiracies. Great point, Michael. It's those two things kind of got blended together. I agree with Jack. I'm a big conspiracy theor- uh, conspiracy theorist guy. I don't think that the chemtrails that you see in the sky um, are purposely being sent out for whatever the reason is, whether it is to poison people, change the weather, whatever it may be. There Why would is the a scientific do something to leave evidence too. Why would it be so clear? Exactly. Visible? There's a scientific explanation as to why you see those trails. I mean, I don't want to get into it. I've watched like videos on it and stuff like that. Um, but Jack's right. If there's a scientific explanation as to why you see that. Um, but with that being said, Michael, I think you hit the nail on the head that there has been some proof that they've at least tested um, like cloud seeding and manipulating the weather. And then people are just kind of putting two and two together. And they're just assuming when they see that in the sky, that that is what is taking place. So the the cloud seeding technically is, I mean, if you talk to meteorologists, it's literally just dumping moisture into the sky to help form clouds. But then you get the crazy people that are saying, no, those are mind controlling chemicals. I can see where the confusion gets. Mm -hmm. But but Jack, going on the record in the United States Air Force, April 19th, 2020, uh, chemtrails are not real. Correct. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we didn't want to get into the long explanation, but for anybody listening that still has any doubt, uh, the short explanation is you, uh, you know, you take a boat through water, it leaves uh, foamy white trails in the water behind you. Well, air is a liquid just like water, so you travel through that liquid and it creates a wake. Interesting. Interesting. I don't want to go off too top, uh, too much off topic now, but it reminds me of something I completely forgot about that I saw the other day um, in Georgia, you know, where we're from. Um, mm-hmm. There's this thing about snow being chemically altered by the government, people trying to take fire to their 
piles of snow and it's not melting. It's like burning in like plastic. I don't know if you saw this. Did, did, did it just, just popped into my head. <laughs> um, I have not seen this. Uh, chemically altered snow. That's a new one. Snow is chemically altered, though. But it's not. It's happening naturally. It's just like our rain is acidic. Snow is just precipitation, so pollutants have an impact on it. But I don't understand why someone would think, oh, I'm going to light fire to snow. If it doesn't melt, that, that means that they're trying to kill us with snow. It's crazy. Especially in Georgia, it doesn't even really snow there. No. Or often. Not very often. No. What would we have? Maybe a handful of snow days, and they were like snow days with air quotes because it was 38 degrees and going to rain. <laughs> I mean, I just remember the uh, the old blizzard of, what was it, 93, 94? 93, we had a, 93, yeah. Yeah, pretty big snow that year. That was one of the biggest, though, and one of the few. That's how I lost my two front teeth. Nice. Yeah. Uh, when uh, if you, uh, I lived on the bottom of a cul-de-sac that had a uh, at least a 40 or 30% grade downhill, a uh, big hill down to the bottom of the cul-de-sac, and uh, we decided to walk our bikes up to the top of the hill and ride the bikes down on the iced over street um my mailbox stopped me hey brakes didn't clumsy ice or chemically altered ice you know otherwise i, I should have stopped with the brake conspiracy theory you know, all that friction feed <laughs> tires try to melt the, the ice but, uh, <laughs> exactly it it's just plastic so no. maybe this is a topic we can look up and uh, talk a little bit more about next week. I am curious because uh, if there is something more to chemically altered snow, I'd love to know about it. Me too. I haven't even heard of that one. Thank you, everyone, this week for joining us for Generation Web. We are going to try a little shorter episode. Like I said, this is our third episode. We're trying this out for fun. Uh, we are just tremendously uh, overwhelmed with the gratitude from you guys uh, with all the support, um, especially on Spotify. That seems to be where everyone's found us. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, we're getting you know at least a thousand plus views of uh, or listens per episode, which is uh, unbelievable because we're nobody. Um, I want to put a little challenge out there to the people that are listening. Uh, we'd love to help grow our numbers. The easiest way to do that is by having followers on Spotify. And if we can get 100 followers on Spotify before next week when we record, I'm going to pick a random uh, account that is following, and we're going to send you guys. We'll contact you and send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Um, we're also on Twitter, GenWebPod. Uh, YouTube as well. Links are uh, on Twitter and will be in the description of this episode. And we look forward to seeing you guys all next week. Have a good one. <laughs>